Regulars to SeahawksDraftBlog.com will know I'm a huge fan of the Kentucky quarterback, Will Levis. Think he's got a big future, could easily be the number one overall pick next year. It was a real pleasure to interview him today. I hope you like the interview. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel for more content like this and like the video as well. It's the middle of July. There's less than a couple of months until the new season begins. So what is this time of year like for you as you prepare for a big season, both personally and for Kentucky as well? I'd say, I mean, the whole summer is a grind. The whole summer and the whole off season is, is always very focused. And there's your, your, your time is demanded of you and you've got to be in the facility, whether it's through workouts or meetings or doing stuff on your own. It's always crazy, but it gets a little crazier. It's closer and closer you get to the season. So right now with just camp being a few weeks away, our schedule has kind of changed a little bit so that, um, we're just kind of ramping up more on the on the workout side. Our workouts get more intense. And then as well, on top of that is we have more like on field um, drills, walkthroughs and um, like seven on seven and stuff getting us ready for camp. So Tuesdays and Thursdays, we're doing stuff like that. Wednesdays, like today, we're doing our walkthroughs and um, it's cool, too. The coaches can be on the field more with us. Uh, um, compared to years in the past due to new NCAA uh, rules, which which has been very helpful. I wanted to get to know a, a bit about you personally. You know, in this conversation, you get, you, you're born in Massachusetts, you go to Penn State, you graduate there. When you then come to selecting a new team, how and why was Kentucky the choice for you? And what was that process like? Yeah, I mean, I, I went to Penn State for at first uh, straight from high school. And then after a few years there, just kind of looked for an opportunity to be put in a role that was more in line with kind of what I imagined myself as being a quarterback and wanting to start at least a couple of years at a place before I, I hopefully um, got a shot at playing pro. And um, it was it was tough. I mean, especially leaving Penn State and wanting to do such great things there and then and it not working out there um, kind of felt like I was giving up. But I, at the end of the day, I, I realized and decided that I wasn't giving up. I was just betting on myself and taking a shot elsewhere because I believe that was the best way for me to get to where I wanted to be. So, I mean, it was, there was a lot of unknowns when I got into the situation to come here, but I kind of just believed that as long as I approached it correctly, then um, there's going to be great opportunities here for me. And to play at a school like this with the coaching staff we have and the players we have in a conference like the SEC, that's very, very competitive week in and week out. I knew that it was going to give me an opportunity to, to prove that, um, I can do the things that I set out to do. How would you describe sort of what drives you in this interest in football as you have the success that you've had and the success that you hope to have in the future? Yeah, I'd say it's, I mean, my why is a little unconventional. I mean, it's, it's, it's my love of life. I feel like I, it's my role and it's my duty to live my life to the fullest. And I've been blessed with certain attributes and certain skills that a lot of people aren't. And I need to, I need to know that a lot of that is, on, on top of the hard work that I've done to improve my game and to make myself the athlete and the player that I am now, um, I have an opportunity to play a game for a living. Like not many people get to do that. Like, that's crazy. Like I get to play the game I love for a living and I can't take that for granted. I, I want to make sure that with the opportunity that I have, I don't squander it because there are millions of people that would die to be in the position that I'm in right now. And um, I want to be able to use my platform and to use, what I can get through football to accomplish all the other things I want to do in my life, whether it's reaching out to other people that um, need help and um, 
helping the people that I'm really close with as well. So I, I always, I just think of it as I want to make the most out of my life. And the fact that football has given me the opportunity to do that um, is just incredible. I've had a chance to watch every game that you've actually played for Kentucky and there are plenty of plays on tape where you see your competitive nature. You know, you'll run through contacts. You will look to get a hard yard if that is needed in a play. You like to push the ball downfield. How much of that aggressive nature sums up you as a player and as a person? Uh, I'm just a competitor. I've always been a competitor. Um, I, uh, I've never take it, taken losses well. I've gotten better at it as I've gotten older. But, um, I mean... I take a chess game with my grandpa's as seriously as I take a, a football game. And I'm going to go out there and give it all I got. I think that kind of um, physical aspect of my game is definitely something that I, I use to help gain uh, respect for my teammates. But it's also something that I, I need to cut back on a little bit and learn how to not take as many hits. You got to work with Liam Cohen for a year. I mean, how much did that help you, not just in terms of putting together a successful offense at Kentucky, but also how did it help you sort of develop, learn some concepts and ideas that maybe you can also carry to the next level as well? Yeah, that's definitely, yeah. I mean, just the fact that I was running essentially an NFL offense, learning a lot of the terminology and a lot of the ways that just they communicate in the NFL meeting rooms. And it, 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 gave a lot of all the guys on offense that got drafted last year a leg up when they got to the league because they were exposed to a lot of concepts, a lot of terminology, and um, there's verbiage that they're already um, exposed to. So I, I think that just to, to work with him and to learn that offense, and then this year, I mean, we're running a very similar offense, but it's different in that it's uh, – it's, but it's still a offense that is running the NFL, which is, is awesome. I mean, to be able to – again, just have that leg up through that experience, through these other people that I'll be competing with in the past or in the future, I think is a really awesome opportunity. Yeah, when you go from Liam Cohen to Rich Scangarello and all of the experience that he has, it's another coach, I suppose, that's from a similar tree in terms of that NFL coaching tree. Does it sort of help to hear different voices, but also, like you say, you're retaining perhaps a lot of what you did last year as well? Yeah, I mean... Um, I've had, I've had six offensive coordinators in my high school or in my college career, which is just insane from the day I committed to now. And it's like, sure, like you, it would be nice to have some like commonality throughout a year, one season to a next. But at the same time, it's helped me a lot with how I'm able to take learning in the classroom to the field. Like whenever the fact that I'm in a new offense and, and learning new things, like I think that I've done that so often that it just made me better at it as the years have gone on. So Every, every new playbook I learn, I learn it faster than the one before. And I'm in, I'm in a good spot right now with where, where we are with our playbook. Great spot even. And um, I think that, that, again, that's also just going to help me because obviously I'm not going to have the same coach for my whole career at the next level, hopefully, um, if I make it there. And uh, I think that's a strength of mine that I'm able to, to use. Your coach, uh, Mark Stoops, delivered a tremendous quote not so long ago. I'm going to read it out now. Uh, I know, Will, I know how motivated he is, and it will drive him to see any quarterback in front of him because I believe he believes he can be the number one quarterback picked and that he has the kind of ability, and I think he's going to have that kind of year. So is he right? Do you have the number one pick in your sights, Will Levis? Yeah, I mean, that's the goal. I'm going to do everything I can to help the team win, first and foremost. I know that everything is going to be um, kind of in line in, in fall as to what the, as what the team goes, and all the individual stuff's going to come after that. So, I mean, I'm going to work to be the best that I can be. 
I, I, I think I'm the best quarterback in the country. I think that any other quarterback that doesn't have that mindset is crazy. Um, everyone's got to think that way if you want to be successful. And uh, I definitely think that of myself. And I'm going to keep that confidence with me throughout my whole career. Do you like the attention that comes with being someone touted as a top NFL prospect? How does that give you an edge maybe? And if so, how do you use that to your advantage? Um, I like to use it as my advantage because a lot of people that have been throwing me in that mix, it's probably very common for someone to be like, uh, he doesn't deserve to be there. So I think that if anything, like when I see those mock drafts or people send them to me, you got to realize what they're doing. Like they're trying to get clicks. They're trying to get people talking about it. And if that means they're putting me in the top, whatever, that means that they probably don't actually believe in me and they want to, uh, I guess, have people argue about it to get more clicks or whatever. So, I mean, whether that's true or not, that's kind of a twisted way that I kind of give myself a little motivation when I see those things, but it is pretty cool. I don't pay attention to it really, but I can't not see it sometimes with people sending it to me and everything. Um, but it really doesn't mean anything. I mean, it's, it's a mock draft for a reason. None of it is real. And uh, none of that's going to be set in stone until we get to next year. Kentucky have obviously made a lot of progress over the years. Despite losing some key players and, you know, the obvious names, Wondell Robinson, Josh Pichal, you know, both second round picks of the guys as well. Do you, do you see contending for the SEC East as a real aim this year? I see contending for the SEC as an aim. I mean, I think that we, we were very close last year. And as long as we just do some little things better and, and we can continue our success on from last year, I don't see any team on our schedule that we can't beat. Um, so that's what we've been. We've been setting our, our eyes on Atlanta ever since the offseason started. And that's where we plan on being in, uh, in December. Can you give us some insight into what is driving this team forwards from your first-hand experience here? Because it's a team that always seemed to be nearly be able, being able to make a breakthrough. It feels like it's in a position now where it can do that, like it can really contend in the SEC, which is no mean feat, is it, given the, the teams that are, that are in that conference? Yeah, and I mean, it hasn't really always been like that. It hasn't been the nearly. It's uh, before five years ago, it was they weren't even in the question. So it's it's the fact that the program is is to where it is now um, we, we are very fortunate for it, but we want to take that next step. And, and we feel like we've done a great job, um, setting the foundation for that next step with our season last year, but we believe that we have the team and the, the players and the coaches to, um, get into that next echelon of prowess. What, what do you think it will take? Final question. What do you think it is going to take to go from 10 win season to potential SEC champions? Do you think? It's just the little things. I mean, it's the little things. There, the couple losses that we had last year um, that were really preventable were um, when you go back and watch the tape, there were just little things here and there that we could have done um, and been a little bit more consistent with that could that turns that um, nine and three regular season to an 11 and one regular season. And um, if that happens, who knows what happens? So uh, it's just focusing every day, going in, doing the right thing. Um, relying on our preparation and uh, just keep doing what we've been doing. Cause it's been working to this point, you know, I think just taking it up a notch and um, being consistent with it is all we can really uh, focus on doing. Mm -hmm.